Welcome to the first ever episode of the Upperman Football Podcast. I am Noah McKay, pleased to be joined by Upperman Football Head Coach Adam Kane. A spring preview episode of this podcast and want to start off by just telling you a little bit about what this will be moving forward. We're excited about it for a couple of different reasons. Number one, of course, to talk a little bit of football with Coach Kane. Number two, to help raise some money for the football team and, of course, the Upper Cumberland Reporter while we're at it. So advertising sales from this podcast, if you have a business, listen up to this part. 50% will go straight to the football team, other 50% to us to help us keep the lights on. So a fundraiser for the teams and to learn more about the uh, the goings-on here in Baxter. So, Coach, thank you for doing this with us. We're going to do an episode now towards the beginning of spring, another one to wrap up the spring, and then once we get into the season, we'll have them once a week for you here wherever you get your podcast. Coach, spring is here. Football is in the air. School is about to end, but it's getting to your busy season. First of all, overall, how do you as a head coach and as a coaching staff approach these spring practices with some new faces and some old players back in? Yeah, um, you know, we, we, we come into it each year and you're, you're looking for, uh, you know, you, I hate to label, you know, players as, as question marks, but in terms of what they can provide you on a, on a Friday night, um, there are some guys who are, who are, uh, you know, getting moved up a class. Uh, you know, and are going to be asked to do some things on the field, whereas maybe they were standing on the sidelines the year before. So I use that term um, not as a derogatory term necessarily, but a question mark in terms of we, we've got to find out what you can do. And so we went into it. Uh, you know, we're six days in. Um, we have the ability to go. You know, the state rules say you can get 12 in, uh, 12 practices. We'll probably get at least to 10. Um, and, and so we started off trying to identify, you know, who the question marks are and then, you know, who are the guys that are kind of uh, playing their way out of being a question mark and then who are the guys that aren't quite ready to, to be able to step up. And so that's how we kind of – jumped into it um obviously you know when you get in the in you know in the middle of it uh sometimes day to day your objectives change a little bit um you know we do have some some new coaches uh the ledford brothers have come over here and and done a good job and and are really kind of spearheading the offensive uh you know, side of the ball of things. And, and so occasionally we'll get, you know, a couple practices in and, and decide, hey, let's look at, the, you know, we want to focus this day on our perimeter run game and maybe the passing game. And, and so that's what, uh, you know, now we're kind of in that day-to-day mode where we're still looking to see who might be ready to, you know, contribute on Friday nights, but also uh, trying to, figure out, you know, maybe what schemes uh, are going to fit this team the best. And so there's a lot of experimentation going on right now. Um, we've added a little bit of, uh, I guess, uh, some wrinkles defensively uh, that may 
surprise a lot of people around the area. And so we, we, we've kind of tried to throw that at them pretty quickly. Um, you know, we, we've, and, and that's gone fairly well. Uh, we do have some, some kids involved in other, other sports, so that holds you back a little bit in the spring. But it is what it is. Uh, you know, I'm glad to be practicing again. And, um, you know, it, it, it's what I really love to do. And so it makes me, makes me feel alive. And, uh, I, you know, the one thing I have noticed about this team is they've been very uh, there's a little bit of more of a sense of urgency with uh, the preparation side of things meetings um, you know meetings used to be a kind of a burden uh, to the guys last year but these kids are looking at it as an opportunity to learn and get better and, and so that's been pretty cool to see and um, their attention to detail and effort on the field has also been a pleasant surprise. So, you know, there's some good things. There's some, some things that um, have to improve dramatically for us to be a competitive football team. So, but I think, uh, you know, there's enough pieces to the puzzle that, uh, you know, if we get everybody kind of moving in the same direction or the correct direction, we we could make a little bit of noise this year. Year number five for you here in Baxter, time flies, and I've now been interviewing you and talking to you for five springs. You've never been happy, I think, no. with the state of your team in May, and that's to be expected. Still a long way to go before the start of the season. But you look at this team as a whole. You are replacing some pieces off a team that just went to the semifinal round. You're starting quarterback. You're starting wide receiver. starting cornerback. Really, two starting cornerbacks. Uh, a really strong pass rusher as well. So. What is the emphasis level right now to try to find some of these replacement pieces at this point so that when you get into training camp a couple weeks away from the season, you're not still wondering, well, who's going to be wearing the depth chart? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. And, you know, I, I would be foolish to sit here the first interview since the, you know, that, that depressing night in November to, to not you know, once again, thank and applaud what that senior class accomplished. Um, it is, if you look at it strictly from the guys you lose, um, it is somewhat of a daunting task to realize that you got to put a football team together, you know, with those guys walking off the stage in graduation in a couple days. Um, but, you know, one thing I have learned over the years is you got to approach it as each team is going to be not just a little bit different, but in some cases a lot different. Um, the way we move the ball, the way we stop people from moving the ball um, may not look the same, but I do think um, – you know, if we can get everybody's commitment level up to the, you know, the standard that we have created here and get everybody's, uh, you know, effort level up to that. And, and um, I think ultimately at some point during the season, we'll have a chance to be a pretty good team. Um, the question mark for every team is 
when is that going to happen? You know, and I, I don't know if you, people people look at the twelve and two and the semifinals, and um, you know, I do think it's uh, I, it, it, it was interesting to me to hear about all the you know the negativity that kind of came with that after the the playoff loss. Uh, of course, we all wanted to win, and you're, you know you're disappointed when you don't. But I think to diminish what that team accomplished um, is kind of a short-sighted way to look at it. And so um, it, it's gonna be a a struggle. Um, but that was a I felt like a very a fantastic year. But if you really go back and look at it, it took that offense six, seven, eight, nine weeks to finally, you know, be who we could be. And we had enough playmaking ability that we could, you know, find a touchdown here or there. But it took us too long to come together, at least on that side of the ball. Now, we were playing good enough defense to – you know, keep us keep us in games, but um, so that's always the question. When when is it gonna? When is this team gonna start playing their best football? And we're gonna we're gonna push them. You know, it is like you said. It's year five. Um, there's really no secrets to how things are done here. So we're gonna push them even more in hopes that you know by the time you kick off in that first ball game we're we're clicking and but each team's a tad bit different um we're gonna have pieces it, it, is it gonna be difficult to replace some of them dudes absolutely but you know our job is to kind of figure that out and give these team give this team um you know an opportunity to win Continuing to talk about this turnover, I think back to your tenure here. When you started, you had, a, at least from the outside, some identified leaders in a, a Blake Metzger, Donovan McAllister. Those, you lose them to graduation, you get the new class, the, the Jaron McClellans of the world that just graduated now, the Ty Duchesses. Now that you have that turnover again, especially with it being the spring, have the new crop of leaders arrived for this team? Are you still looking for them? And how does a kid go about becoming one of those leaders that at least to the people on the outside identify and go, that appears to be one of the leaders for the upper middies? Absolutely. You know, that's always a good question, and, it, and it's very important. I think, uh, you know, people throw that term around, leader, um, you know, just like, just like I, I play around, people throw the term coach around a little bit too too loosely sometimes. But, um, you know, I, I think leadership in my eyes um, has to start with productivity on the field. And, and, and I think, um, you know, if you look at it in those terms, it should be pretty clear who our leaders are. Um, you know, I think, you know, Rollins has to come to your mind right off the bat. Terrence Dedman's got to come to your mind. Um, you know, Jackson Bush may be 
not quite as clear, but in my eyes as a coach, he was one of the most productive players on the field last year. You know, not just, you know, everybody gets enamored with stats and touchdowns and this, that, and the other. But I look at the guys who do the little things to help us win. And, you know, when I look out there on the field, or when, unfortunately, when I, when I decide I want to put that Elizabethan game in, in and watch it, you know, on the perimeter, Jackson Bush was the only guy competing and blocking and that 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 sort of stuff. And and I think, you know, if we point that out enough, people look to that. You know, uh, Bo Harrell, um, you know, has been a three-year starter and has got to be a, a, a guy. The, you know, the guys. The big boys up front look to for leadership. And Evan Briggs, you know, he's he's going to be a, a, a junior, but he's played a lot of football here, you know. So I think um, I think if we're smart, uh, you know, if you have any idea about the game of football, you look to the guys who who produce on the field, and so those are some names that come to my mind and. Um, it's a little more, um, maybe not as vocal, uh, but a little more um, stable leadership, maybe. And I think what we've found out here over the years is when we're able to maintain our poise, you know, we, we, we can survive difficult circumstances and, and, and overcome adversity and, and be successful. I think, you know, the two games you got to look at from last year is we maintained our poise down at Red Bank. We overcame a huge, some huge adversity, you know, a score deficit, a, a, you know, you're, you're, you're a two-way starter, quarterback free safety getting injured on the second series of the game, but we didn't freak out. We stayed the course. We played our best football of the year. And then the very next week, we got hit with some adversity and things kind of came unraveled a little bit. So hopefully we can learn from that. And I have not shied away from uh, bringing those examples up. Um, I, you know, I use every little slight, every little um, comment, uh, every little thing, and, and, and people love to come tell me what people say about me, about my program, about my players, and I use it all as fuel and motivation, and um, I always have. You know, it's, uh, and I try to bring that sort of mentality to the players. You know, it's a, it's a game that's much easier played when you're motivated and when you're trying to prove something to people. Um, I'm a much better coach when, when I want to prove something to people. And so I look for that stuff. Um, and I use that with the team. And so the, the, the Elizabethan game has been brought up quite a bit in the offseason. And, um, you know, say what you want to about me, say what you want to about that performance. 
but it was a learning experience and hopefully uh, you know we saw how a two-time state champion um, program we, we saw what it looked like we saw what the stadium looked like the turf looked like the atmosphere looked like I think they even uh, you know funneled in a little bit of extra cold weather to, to, <laughs> to help themselves out but uh, you know hopefully that's something we aspire to getting to and it has been brought up a lot and I think our leadership needs to you know, kind of echo my sentiments on that. Along those lines, in 2018, your first year here, you guys face Alcoa in the semifinal round. And that's kind of, we're in 3A, and Alcoa's the big bad wolf in 3A, and nobody was able to, has been able to knock him off in 89 years, it seems like. And the next year, your team comes back, you lose some pieces, you return others, and you lose earlier in the postseason. Last year, you go to Elizabethan, two-time state champions. Tullahoma ends up winning the state championship. It appears to at least us on the outside that the 4A classification may not uh, have a movable force. And Andre the Giant, if you will, at the top, that's no disrespect. Obviously, Elizabethan's great, Tullahoma, all these other teams. But does that add a little bit more fuel to the fire for you to say, okay, went on the road, what happened, happened, but get back to work now here in May to try to put ourselves back in a position next November yeah, to have yeah, a different result. Yeah. Man, you're 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 right hitting it right on the head there. You know, I've actually it, it was my second time one of my teams has been to the semifinals here. One other time at, at uh Sequatchie we we made it to the semis and we faced Alcoa that year as well. Um, the one thing I'll say is I think it's, I've always said, I think you gotta get back. It can't be once every four years. It can't be, you gotta get a team there and get back um, to understand um, the, the, the thing about the, that I think I figured out about Elizabethan is they understood the intensity, the not intensity level. All playoff games are intense. The uh, pressure. They understood the pressure of the moment a lot better than we did. Um, in, in 2018, I felt the same about Alcoa. Um, 2016, we were we were outmatched by Alcoa, so it really didn't matter. Um, but to understand the pressure involved in that game, you know, people deal with that a little differently. You know, I think it's one thing to face a, a team who is defending a championship, which unfortunately that's what I've done every time I've been there. So they. Not only do they understand the pressure, they have overcome all that stuff. And so I think it's important to get there and get back there. And that can help you in those games where you may be evenly matched. And I, and I don't, I'm not sitting here saying, I mean, I, I felt like we had a good enough team to win that game. I just didn't. 
my, my statement all week long is we cannot go up there and get in a hole. We cannot go up there and be in a hole where we show them that we're not ready because they're going to capitalize on that. And, you know, sure enough, um, we were down 10 nothing before we even ran an offensive play. You know, and people are saying this, that, and the other, why they throw the ball, why they do this. You know, it was 10-0 before we even called an offensive play. And that's the one thing I felt like couldn't happen. I feel like if you get a team to go back there, it might be a little more um, battle-tested and, and prepared to, to handle that type of situation. I hope the next time I go back to a semifinal game, it's not against a uh, defending state champ. Well, Coach, I know if you make it back to a semifinal this year, you will not be facing a defending state champion, Tullahoma, on the other side of the bracket. So, there you go. How I know you, you may not are have they thought moving of. up? Or? If Tullahoma's on the other side, you can't face him in the semifinal round. If you face Elizabethan again, you will not be facing a defending state champion. That's true. So That's there true. you Good go. Point. This Good would point. be the year to make it happen. Well, once again, this is the Upperman Football Podcast. We're going to do another one of these in a couple of weeks at the end of spring, and then we'll get back with it the first week of the season. Where we'll preview a big game, Upperman against Cookville. We start with the Daytona 500, the Super Bowl, whatever you want to call it here in Putnam County. Once again, if you own a business, reach out to us on our Facebook page or through our website. Half the ad revenue for these podcasts goes straight to the football team, so you can help us out and help the teams out as well. Coach, looking forward to this for the next few months. Good luck as you continue on with spring. He is Upperman Head Coach Adam Kane. I am Noel McKay. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>